Songs are written by Taylor or Antonoff or Joel Little. We talk about Antonoff a lot on this podcast, so you know who he is probably more than you would want to. Joel Little is best known for his past career when he was a good producer. Oh! <laughs> Yo! Fucked him up there. Brunch! Hit it, boys! Del Rey about to have a moment. I felt like her moment came years ago. I feel like she's had moments before. Yeah. Why she, would it be now? Uh, that's what Uprox is asking. It brings us to a new segment I literally made up 15 seconds ago while we were compiling our notes for the show called Questionable Headlines with Pete and Deed. <laughs> okay. With, with Dave and Peter. I came up with it, so uh, go... F- Peter yeah. and... I mean, no, Pete and Deej is definitely like Pete the... And Deej is, Pete and Deej flows better... I do. It's not about credit. How about questionable headlines with Pete and Deej in parentheses brought to you by Dave? Yes. Well, I mean, well, it depends on how it works with out. With Pete. Depends how it works out. Because you, end up, you, you could end up knocking this out of the park. And then it's <laughs> like, then it's like uh, I'm trying to think of the relationship where it's like, oh, yeah, this, this person does better, but they wouldn't be able to do that without so-and-so. Yeah, sure. I'm a McCartney-Lennon-type uh, relationship, or like a George Martin-type relationship. Anyway, it's questionable headlines. It's headlines where the headline is just a question. And I just went to various websites, saw what questions they're asking. We're going to try to answer them. Okay. I only did it in two seconds, so I only have three of them. But, okay, that's uh, good enough. First one, is Lana Del Rey about to have a moment? I feel like we got through that one. Doubt it. She's... She has had moments before. There was the moment where she made a music video for that song, Freak Like Me, and it was just Josh Tillman's like, body the entire time. And I was like, hey, liked it better the first time when Josh Tillman did that, and it was Arby Plaza the whole time. But then I really thought more about it, and I'm like, probably like it better the second time when it's because it's more <laughs> it's more josh tillman's body uh, by the way uh last night couldn't sleep was in bed at like two in the morning guess what i did what i list i just went on youtube and watched a shitload of father john misty interviews <laughs> I, I wish that i didn't because now he seems like a real person to me and he's not uh, that he's not that uh he's not that aura and that that like freak he seems like a normal guy yeah when, when he gives thought to stuff it's a little disheartening yeah um I, I found an an interview from apparently like right after I Love You Honey Bear came out uh, that I think Rolling Stone did with uh, Emma Tillman basically being like, yo, this crazy guy wrote an album about love. Let's see. Let's see who, who this is all about. Yeah. And that kind of bummed me out not it was great to hear from emma and everything and i want to peel back the curtain right like we like she in the interview it said uh it said in parentheses uh a man's voice is in the background hold on josh is here whispering yeah you can't be here i'm doing the interview now okay come back in 10 minutes i love you (laughs) sorry that was josh (laughs) I'm like, oh, nah, too real. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, after they, uh, after God's Favorite Customer came out, which was an album about uh, clearly like being separated from your wife and going crazy, uh, people were commenting on her Instagram oh, no. posts. Like, she'd post like a because she's a photographer. She'd post like this incredible photo. Like, she's posting her work. <laughs> like, the first comment is like, 
did you get divorced? <laughs> <laughs> Which is like that's so, so... That's so terrible. It's so over the line. Just like <laughs> awful. It's just like this woman trying to exist on Instagram. Right. It's funny that I'm laughing about it. I remember like, that that was one of the things, kind of like the, the reaction to the reaction to the Andrew Luck stuff. Yeah. That... I'm like, this isn't funny. I'm so annoyed with how humans are being right now. I like, did not think that was funny. In hindsight, it is funny. funny how terrible yeah. that is. Like, hey, I Internet spent all day doing this, blah, blah, blah. Just like, are you sad? <laughs> you're, di- you're divorced, aren't you? Um, Rolling Stone asks, can we survive extreme heat? Probably not. No. No. But I would assume, like, it's extreme. Right. There was, did, did you ever see that? I don't, I don't like extreme sports. Yeah. Did you see that show that, uh, I think it was like a game show, where at, at one point you had to put up with either crazy heat or crazy cold, mm-hmm. and you had to like pick which one you would do. I think they would, I think it was, it was like how long before you tap out, and you're like strapped into this thing, and they just make it so cold and so cold, it's freezing, and like they're throwing ice on you and everything, <laughs> or like it's super hot, and they're, they're pumping up the heat. Yeah. Uh, which one would you rather do? Uh, for sure, extreme heat. Definitely extreme heat. Oh yeah, not I even would close. watch that. And I'm like, man, that guy's sweating a lot. That <laughs> sucks for that guy that's sweating. When you see somebody in extreme cold, you're like, parts of your body are going to stop working, right? And like, and also, it just like it feels like it takes a lot more energy to be cold than to be hot. Yeah, like your body has to like fight to to try to keep your body warm. Can I say something? Yeah, you are murdering this this new segment so much that it's. I think it's Pete and Deej. Hell yeah! By, by Pete, also, by the way, like by it, Pete and Deej, and then parentheses. Does it really matter? Right. That De- that it was Dave who 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 brought. Does it really matter who who brought it up and that it was? Please don't bring up that Dave started this. Please, please. He did. DJ, the guy who came up with this segment, doesn't want the attention. Also, if you uh, if you die in extreme cold and they find your body, your penis is going to be really small. Mm, that's true. A little smaller than usual. But they'll, right, no, they'll be like. Man, this must be because of the cold. <laughs> True. Bam. They're like, ooh, this uh, poor guy will never know. We ever talk about that SNL skit that was like, uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, take these uh, penis shrinking pills if your penis is too big. I took them. That's why now, because my penis was way too big before, <laughs> I couldn't get anything done. I took these pills, and now. I've got a pretty small penis. It's because I took these. So if your penis is way too big, take these pills. This is why my penis is small. That's awesome. And I gotta say, like I, I typically like dick jokes, poop jokes, sex jokes, or whatever are, are kind of elementary to me. But uh, guys freaking out <laughs> about their situation jokes is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, the ringer asks. <laughs> Oh, great. This ought to be good. Yeah. Wait, do we have enough time to read what the ringer's asking? It's a long headline. <laughs> it's about 400 words for this headline. Actually, uh, legitimately, I went to... So I went to Uprox, and the first one was that question, but there weren't any other questionable headlines, as we'll call them. Rolling Stone only had that one, other than got a tip, but that's not a headline. That's just a section of the website. Right. Uh, I did control F, question mark, on the ringer, Lot of lot of headlines with questions in them. Of course, uh, the ringer asks. I chose this one. Did Woodstock '99 ultimately mean anything? Uh see, that's a tough question. I think. I think that if something happened, it meant something. Yeah, I, I would say that it, it 
we know what happened at Woodstock 99, so ultimately it means something. Like, people like, have police records now yeah. because Woodstock, like, people who otherwise wouldn't have police records now have police records because of Woodstock 99. Things that, also, it things that as weren't the on fire before. Fest. That's true. That's so, true. It's the, the original. Uh, this is, uh, we got movie stuff today because we saw an amazing movie not the best movie but just a stupid crazy movie (laughs) our kind of movie uh ready or not but i think this is going to be a pretty big music one we haven't done any full-on hey this happened let's talk about it music stuff and there have been great albums that have come out recently uh father of the of the bride vampire weekend i love raw riot's new album i don't know if we've talked about it yet on have not but i uh i did get into it it took me a while i i had uh for like some reason, a built-in resistance to Rara Riot. I'd never really like looked I th- into them. I think because they're the band that like I casually mentioned to you, yeah. but I've n- I don't know if I've like shoved them down your throat. Yeah, you haven't like really turned up the gear. Yeah. to 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 get me into them, but like you sold me on this album by being like, "Yo, everybody will listen to this, but especially you because you'll like it." And so I was like, "All right, well now I'm curious because uh, you have a pretty good idea of what I like, and this album is great." Yes, I thought that you would. So, what song did I? Uh, it was uh, Bitter Conversations, probably. Yeah, that's the one you sent to me. But I think that um, f- was it. Flowers or Flower? Flowers rules. It's very, very good. Yeah. Flowers is a great song. Also, the second, the second one. I forget what it's called. Belladonna. Uh, no, I don't think that's. A, is that the second track? Oh, uh, oh, um, Bad Tours. Yeah, yeah, that's like awesome. slow one. Yeah, yeah. This, this is. This is. I mean, I love all their albums, but this album is really, really great, and. Um, like the song Belladonna isn't my favorite, but it's but I'm like I know a lot of people will love this song. So uh, great album if you haven't checked that out, and I'm sure that these are just think, albums off the top of my head. The the new uh, the Hold Steady album is surprisingly good. I didn't plan on listening to it. Uh, my friend told me there were a lot of funny Metallica references on it, so I checked it out, and it was good. So there have been a lot of good, great. Fun albums. Shouts out Houndmouth. They're working on their fourth oh, right yeah. now. I was thinking we should have done something like in the studio with Houndmouth where we just like check in with them and we're like, what what are you up to in the studio? And they'd be like, just recording some songs. Like, cool. Let's talk about our next thing. <laughs> we saw Ready or Not and it was an explosive movie. Uh, so yeah, there have been a lot of uh, good albums that have come out, but we've been, I mean, We've slowly evolved into more of a we see every movie that comes out yep. and then talk about it for worse or worse. And uh, this I'm excited for this episode because there's a new Taylor Swift album and I like it a lot more than I thought I would. And I like 1989 I thought was great. I in hindsight love reputation. I, yes. I, like the new Taylor, I, I've been very okay with the new Taylor, even though I'm us- I'm I'm always quite wary of what she's doing. So I feel like Taylor's pre. I know we've talked so much about Taylor's pre-release stuff, but right. I feel like Taylor's pre-release stuff has become like a flu shot, where it's like it <laughs> yeah. injects you with the flu a little bit, and you're like, uh, I don't really feel great about this, and then the rest of it comes out, and you're like, the the flu shot did enough to get me prepared for yes. the rest of this album and now I'm sort of immune to like this new Taylor or like the the direction that she's going in and I'm able to fully comprehend it and the flu shot doesn't seem as bad uh now that I have the full scope of things. That always happens especially with one song on 
this album, but when the singles are out and you've heard them and then the album comes out and you're listening to it two or three times, you typically, at least I don't, skip past the singles when you get to them yeah like it you're i'm I'm almost happy to hear them in the context of everything uh there's one song in particular of horror uh of her singles that i think now that you you can sit with the album for a little bit Mm -hmm. is way better is it still not good still not still not that great but way better than you initially thought um no we'll get to that uh Devotees of the podcast will uh, will know that I like to put Taylor Swift songs in tears. I did it with 1989, like a year or two after 1989 came out. Mm-hmm. So I feel that that's the most representative one of like being accurate and being able to sit with the thing. I think I did the I think I did Reputation like the day it came out right. or the day after. So like I look at it now and I'm like, there are some things. I might futz around with. So I'm going to wait. Although I think it's it's be, uh, be a, f- a very fun exercise to, to like revisit, revisit a year Oh, I later. should. I should. Well, you know what? Before we jump in. So this this is what I have for uh, for Reputation, like right when it came out. And the, I go Elite, Great, Good, Good Enough, Not Very Good, Bad, Worse Than Bad. Elite, I only had one song, Delicate. I'd agree with that. Great. Dancing with our hands tied, dress, endgame. This is why we can't have nice things. In hindsight, maybe I would bump endgame down to good. Good, look what you made me do. I did something bad. Man, I fucking look what you made me do is a fucking good song. I it is. No one it wants really to fucking is. no one wants to hear it, literally, because they don't play that song. <laughs> but like that's a, that's a good fucking song. And something that is uh difficult with trying to uh actually like rank the quality of these songs especially i experienced this with um with uh this lover album i like my favorite songs are not the best songs and i'm totally aware of that like there are so like, yeah. a, a lot of the songs i have in the the good range for this album but they're all like my favorite songs of the album uh, good enough for reputation i did king of my heart getaway car so it goes new year's day i'm fine with that not very good don't blame me that song is I, the, I wrote it sounds like someone put take me to church in the microwave <laughs> bang on take Dave uh, bad ready for it call it what you want worse than bad I had gorgeous in hindsight I would just bump that up to bad it's not it's terrible no so it, it's, it's like fucking it's, lame for me yes for me it's sort of like 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 lover and uh, I guess like the archer yeah for the singles on this one it's just like they're they're not good for singles, but she knows what she's she's doing, and they just become extremely less important when once the album comes out. So like you're placing less importance on them. There's more of an opportunity to enjoy them. Ah, uh, that that's interesting. You you've mentioned Lover a couple times. The 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 titular song. I think we're gonna disagree a bit on that. So let's just jump into the uh, the the album Lover. This one has 18 songs. Mm-hmm. Reputation was 15, 1989 was 13, so Taylor, in a time where some are telling her to take 10 years off, yeah. is doing more. Couldn't be us. When some are, say- some are saying, do, Taylor, Not even do less, do less, do nothing. Some people have said, just, just go away. Taylor, Taylor, some are saying, 
that you should go away for 10... I would love to have Taylor Swift on the podcast and just pepper her with summer sayings <laughs> that are just things that Taylor, only us have said. Taylor, it has been said that maybe in two and a half Olympics, you should resurface. Taylor, it's been... We haven't said anything like too inflammatory about her. I mean, ultimately, we 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 stand her. And yeah, we, we our take. Her I think importance. I think that like if anything, the anything negative we say about her should be taken extra seriously because yeah. we're trying to like her actively. You know who Taylor? You know who's like Taylor Swift for me right now? Who? Jason Tatum. Okay. He's like he's not playing well in the uh, the uh, FIBA like exhibition games. And it's like upsetting me more than it would upset anybody else because I'm like, it's so important to me that you're a great player. Right. Like you looking bad makes me look bad. Right. Do, like, do you understand? Yo, Jason, what are you doing? Um, so yeah, this has 18 songs compared to 15 on Reputation. Uh, 1989 had 13. And uh, before we get into our uh, tiers, I'll give an overview of how... I saw the past albums. Reputation, uh, as we just went through, one elite, four great, two good, four good enough, one not very good, two bad, one worse than bad. Seven of 15 songs were good or better. Mm-hmm. That's 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 the sweet spot that uh, I think is most important to look at. Damn, that's a pretty... For Reputation, that's like a high percentage. Right, because I think that people are... People like kind of gloss past Reputation. Yeah. They're like, yo, that wasn't very good. I think it's very polarizing. People either like liked it or they did not. Reputation was a big transitional album. Reputation was albums that start with R.E. by Taylor Swift are big transitional things. Yeah. Like, Reputation, or Red was where she was transitioning from singer-songwriter to Max Martin Vessel. Mm-hmm. Reputation is where... And then 1989, she was just a full-blown Max Martin album. Yeah. Um, 19... Uh, obviously, there was, like, Antonoff and stuff on there, but it was mostly, like, Shellback and Max Martin. And then Reputation was the transition from Max Martin person to you know what i i want to try to do like uh i want to sound like bleachers and do jack antonoff stuff and Mm -hmm. that was kind of the transition to now where you have lover and it is by and large a jack antonoff jack antonoff basically it's jack antonoff and joel little who everyone knows who there's another guy too um there's a third on this album yeah i'd have to look i Uh, looked it up but there was there was a third one that was like less frequently than the other two but like still on three or four songs um oh adam feeney no no, oh oh oh, uh oh frank dukes yes frank dukes that's his name yeah that's his name i saw feeney and i was like what is that so adam feeney is frank dukes and uh he did did he do um did he do jack antonoff joel little lewis bell and frank dukes Lewis Bell was uh, just on. Um, I forgot that you existed. Who's Lewis Bell? Let's see. Okay, so this guy does stuff with like DJ Snake and stuff. But uh, so anyway, it was. It's primarily songs are written by Taylor or Antonoff or Joel Little. We talk about Antonoff a lot on this podcast, so you know who he is probably more than you would want to. Joel Little is best known for his past career when he was a good producer. Oh! <laughs> Yo! Fucked him up there. Yep. No, like, he did He did uh, the, the Lord Pure Heroin album, and it was, like, the best thing in the world. Right. And then he was like, you know what I want to do next? I want to make, like... Bad music. I, I want to be... 
when Imagine Dragons transitions to being a joke, I want to be the guy behind that. <laughs> so that's that's what Joel Little is. But he did. He had some uh, he had some really uh, redeeming moments. I would say on this uh, album, including what I think is the best song on the album. So uh, yeah, Re- Reputation was seven of the fifteen songs were good or better. Nineteen eighty nine, I had one elite, three great, four good, two good enough, one not very good, one bad, one worse than bad. Uh, and the worse than bad was shake it off, but that so that but that's like a like a badge of honor worse than bad. Yeah, like yeah. yo, congratulations, you wrote the most you you made the most fun awful song ever. All we want to do is dance to it and made it like a smash success out of it. Love it, right. and everybody. It was all intentional, so like it's not an insult that song's worse than bad. Eight of the thirteen songs were good or better. I think that we'll all agree. Nineteen eighty nine better album overall than um, than Reputation. All right, Lover. Do we want to start uh, worse than bad working the way up or elite working their way down? Um, let's do elite work our way I down. I agree. Uh, so those past two albums, I only had one song per. Elite, per, delicate, and blank space. This one, two elite songs. I got two elite songs, too, listed for me. Best song on the album, Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince. Ooh. That's uh, that's the Joel Little one I'm talking about. It just sounds like there was just way more care put into that song than any of the other ones. Um, it's excellent. The like the the good win. Hey, like that actually works. And a lot of times on Taylor Swift songs, it sounds bad and forced. Uh, the other one, soon you'll get better. Just a wow. uh, just a fearless era jam. Uh, Dixie Chicks are on it, but the, she could have made that with anybody. This one right. is like all Taylor, vintage Taylor. Makes me wonder where she, what, what she'd be making if she was still a singer songwriter primarily. Like this would probably be one of her worst songs, and she'd be making even better. Great, great song. Uh, amazing lyrics. Everything about it. Ten out of ten. All right, that's uh, that's interesting because uh, I have two in the elite category. Mm-hmm. Not the two that you picked. No repeats. Uh, okay. Uh, you're going to hate this one. I've seen your take on it. Cruel Summer. I think that song is like an elite pop song. All right. So we're just going to move forward yes. through these. Uh, I'll give Fuck mine off. and... Uh, uh, but I think that it like it speaks to the like the way that we approach music. Because I just like what is what sounds good to me. Uh, you, you called it a basic song. No, I didn't. Or you said uh, a generic song. Yeah. Said that it's generic. I don't necessarily disagree with that, but it is a great generic song, and that's what I want from Taylor Swift. Like, I'm totally fine accepting great generic songs that just sound good, and like, whatever algorithm it is, if it works for my brain, I'm into it. Cruel Summer uh, absolutely bumps for me. It's elite. Uh, it's like the one the the one if I had to pick one song to take from this album, it's going to be that one. Uh, And then the other one, uh, other elite is Paper Rings. You said. You're totally fine with blah, blah, blah. So, like, you're not going to be insulted with what I'm about to say, correct? Yep. yep. I, I, don't think that, I don't think that Cruel Summer is a bad song. I don't think it's in the top half of this album. Wow. And I think that being a generic song for what Taylor Swift's been doing the past two albums is not necessarily a huge insult. It's, um, it's Out of the Woods. It's Getaway Car. It's, 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 better, it's better than Out of the Woods. Out it's the actually... Woods kind of a shot for shot remake for from out of the woods it's got a vocal sample in the beginning it's got the it it resets after the chorus with the vocal sample again like it's just there's a lot more mpc synth airy stuff when it's fine but this is why i think 
you initially really liked Cruel Summer, and I think why a lot of people did. It's the second song on the album, and the first song didn't Sucks. go. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like the first song was like more of a chill, tighter, not like wide open song, and this one has like the pulsating bass, the MPC, the the big airy synth stuff, and you just wanted to hear that right away, and you didn't get to hear it yet. And then you hear it in like yeah, kind that, of fine way, and you're like, "All right, I love this." That's ex- that. I mean, that explains why I liked it the first time, I guess. But like, I've been listening to that nonstop since, and it's still just as good in the 99th play as it was on the first one. Okay, you said the other one was Paper Rings. Yeah, cool. All right, Paper Rings, very good. We'll get to that. Uh, great Lover and Death by a Thousand Cuts. Hmm. Okay, I have uh, Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince uh, and London Boy. Under great London boy is going to be in my next category, but London boy is probably, I don't know what my, I don't know how I would rank my favorite songs, but I love London boy. That yes. is such a fucking fun song. Yep. I have it in the good category just because it's really, it's really, really stupid. Oh, it's, it's very stupid. Um, it's a lonely Island song. Like from, from the production, to the lyrics to everything it's a lonely island song if they were told to keep it pg yep but i still it's so much fun i love the rhyme of uh you know i love my london boy i enjoy and then sets up the and then it's like a rhyme within a rhyme i forget Mm -hmm. what it's called i that fucking go take an english class um i forgot that you existed i have as good oh man paper rings uh is good London Boy, Afterglow, It's Nice to Have a Friend, and Daylight. Uh, Paper Rings, I think, is... Paper Rings could have been a lot better if she... There's a lot of... Hey, I I started listening to Janelle Monae on this album. Where like she's trying to be Janelle Monae. And oftentimes, she's trying to be Janelle Monae, trying to be Prince. And it becomes distracting. So there are some moments in Paper Rings that I'm like... Man, if you just did this like Taylor, it would be a million times better. It would be you. That's that's one of my biggest issues on this album and why I love Soon You'll Get Better so much. Because I'm like, this, is, this isn't a ballad trying to sound like Sarah Bareilles like New Year's Day. This is just you being like, I'm going to do a ballad like Taylor Swift. And we hadn't heard that in a while. That's why I love that song. Um uh, paper rings if she just did it and it was light and flirty and fun and that was it it would be so much better that song is going to rule live though like get ready to sweat hell yeah uh i'm very very excited uh good for me is uh lover i uh have i didn't like i didn't like lover too much when it first came out um but I think it fits much better within the like the context of the album, which makes a lot of sense since it's the titular song. Uh, the Archer, I like a lot better. I put that under good. And it's still pretty boring, but it's a nice change of p- pace uh, going through the sequence. And Cornelia Street. Okay. Cornelia, so Cornelia Street and... Uh, this is going to be a confusing listen now because we're jumping all around. But uh, Cornelia Street is in the bad category for me Mm. and the archer is in the worse than bad category for me uh those were not in a good way those were songs that were written in one minute oh yeah using one five six four chord progression really like like if you saw somebody go on what's like x factor or whatever like where you can sing your own songs yeah 
if someone went on and sang that song, the like panel. reaction would the panel would be like, "You've got a great voice. You got to work on your songwriting." Okay. Like that's like that's that sounds like everything that's ever happened. And in the case of the Archer, it's just totally devoid of dynamics. Goes absolutely nowhere, which is becoming. A thing with Taylor now. She's got like one song, an album that just goes absolutely nowhere dynamically. Uh, Me is the other one I have in the bad category, just to round out bad because I only had two there. Um, Good enough. I had Cruel Summer. I think he knows False God, and you need to calm down. I'll say quickly on you need to calm down. That's the one that stand that when you listen through on the album, it's just totally fine and. The lyrics are terrible and corny. There's a good message behind it, but like the actual lyrics are fucking horrible. Yeah. And like, why? Why would you be mad when you can be glad? I'm like, man, like, where's the Taylor that did the "I Love My London Boy"? I enjoy getting high tea in the afternoon. That shit was a bar. I, th- I do think "glad" is uh is the uh, it's a little pun. Yeah, it's yeah. a little, little little pun, but it's, still, you're yeah, rhyming. It still sounds so stupid. You're rhyming mad, glad, bad, <laughs> yeah. sad, whatever. Um, I think he knows is the biggest disappointment on the album for me because that is the biggest case. Let me see. I uh could have been so much better. I wrote. Uh, oh, you know what? Actually, it's so the chorus could have saved it if she did the chorus differently. And the pre-chorus and verse are horrible. Like the sixteenth notes, the rapping uh, harkens back to "Ready for It." That discomfort that you have when you're listening to it. Uh, so, like the chorus needs to be bigger. She's again trying to be Janelle Monae, trying to be Prince. But if she just did it like Taylor Swift and just blew it out and made it like a huge, big monster sing-along. That song would be so much better. And again, like, just be yourself, Taylor. I know that you're you're trying new things and you're trying to do different things, but the last few albums, there's always been she's trying to be Sarah Bareilles, she's trying to be Drake, she's trying to be now she's trying to be Janelle Monet. I think uh, there are more moments on this album where she's actually being herself. But yeah, like you you can't be Prince. Janelle Monet can't be Prince. But Prince was like, yo, you're allowed to try. <laughs> like Prince like gave Janelle Monet his blessing and Janelle Monet used that to be like what will I sound like if I do a lot of Prince inspired stuff not necessarily trying to be Prince and instead Taylor's like I'm going to try to be this so uh that song could have been really good uh just needed like maybe another month of work maybe a different set of years different producer somebody who could say hey Let's not do the rappy stuff. Let's do let's let's make this a real Taylor chorus. Um, that's what I have for good. And then the other, the only other one I uh, we haven't hit, I guess, for mine are uh, not very good. Is the man mm-hmm. fine message? Uh, just not a, just not a great song. And it's a song that's been done by Beyonce better. It's been right. done by Lake Street Dive better. It's not close to the best version of that song. No, I I agree. Uh, I left off a good, so now good enough. I have uh, Soon You'll Get Better, False God, Afterglow, It's Nice to Have a Friend, and Daylight. Then Not Very Good, I put The Man, I Think He Knows, Death by a Thousand Cuts, uh, After... Oh, I have Afterglow on twice. Uh, so I guess it's... 
I'll I'll, uh, I'll take that out of good enough and put it. He on came not up very with his good. while I was coming up with uh, questionable yes. headlines. Uh, the not very good. The man I think you know is death by a thousand cuts. Afterglow and you need to calm down. Bad. I forgot that you existed. Worse than bad. Me. Uh, me just needs to just get cut out of this album. Me is. I like. I don't know what I was doing. Not putting me in worse than bad. Me is a brutal, brutal song. It is like it is an, an embarrassment. It is an embarrassment for this album. Yeah, and I didn't realize. I th- I think the she cuts out the spelling is fun thing. Does on she the really? Album. I didn't check. I think I I could be wrong, but even so, like people don't that's, forget that song. Well, people don't forget, and like that song was so bad that I skipped it before i even got to it like i'm done giving that song a chance i think i i I listened to it again to see like is it okay once you've heard everything else no and the the (laughs) chorus is just so fucking bland and lame it is all so stupid it's and again we're cool with stupid if you want to shake it off then hey we'll we'll shake it off to the high heavens but it's got to be it's got to be fun, stupid. Right. London Boy is like the stupidest song ever, and it's it's probably I don't know. I'm trying to. London Boy is definitely like one of my three favorite songs on this album, and it's the stupidest song I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's I mean that's where I'm at. So well, I mean, uh, at the end of the day, I got uh, good or better. I've got seven uh, seven of the eighteen, which. It, I think I think is a lower representation of what I would actually say about this album. Like I think th- that good enough, I think uh, sort of lends to yeah. being fine. <laughs> yeah. Like so, I think that this album is has high peaks, but is definitely not her strongest front to back. Yeah, I've got so I just counted. I got ten of the eighteen are good or better, and good enough. To your point, is like good enough means like I wouldn't kick it out of bed. Like <laughs> right. um, it's. It's not you're not skipping. I write like and I I, I don't know. I, I might skip Cruel Summer if I know that Ooh. the what what song you're with me after Cruel Summer. I I do the the album. Uh, let me look at the order of the album. I mean, like I forgot that you existed. I thought it was good. By the way, you not one of your favorites. No, I thought it was very very stupid. And it's I think that it's very out of place as the lead the lead uh, song. On the so album. what I like about it is and again. It, I think it lends uh, to why uh, Cruel Summer might hit as like a relief for people mm-hmm. is that it's got a very like sparse arrangement. Um, it's just like a very dry arrangement. There's no reverb on her vocals, so it's it's doing the thing where it sounds like it's in your face and like she's one foot away from you. And the pre-chorus builds a little bit to the point where you're like, here comes the drop. Mm-hmm. And... It just goes back to what it was before, which I think is a really cool way of playing around with dynamics. But for a title, for a lead uh, like track, that's ballsy as hell. Because mm-hmm. people put on a Taylor Swift album, they want to like jump especially up. especially after the all the single the pre release singles sucked. Yeah, that like you go into that album like it's already like, kind of skeptical, and then you take get me the to first, party town, Taylor. <laughs> yeah, need and it. Then you get the first one, and you're like, Ugh. see, I, I I I like it though. I I do agree that it is. Uh, it's an interesting choice to lead off an album, but I would say that it goes in the the good. But I I category. also think that that could have been executed like if 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 Lover. I mean, and maybe this is the easy choice because it's the titular song. But like mm-hmm. if Lover let off this album, where it's like a very like sort of slow like 
doesn't doesn't really like go places. Yeah, uh, I I love that song, man. I like it too. Like if, but that's what I'm saying. Like if it started off uh, the album and like I liked it, but it didn't really like deliver on like let's have a party. Yeah, and then you go into Cruel Summer. It would deliver like the same sort of effect with like a one-two punch that actually works better than I think. Uh, than uh, I forgot you existed. Ooh, we could do a like a. Re- We're not gonna do it right now, but like resequencing yeah. the uh, the Taylor album. I um, like. I actually like. See, here's a secret. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like doing that. Yeah, like, I, I did it's that one something time that with, I actively uh, do with my playlists. Like, I'll take a full album and I'll sequence it the way that I wish that it was sequenced, and I'll listen to it all the way through. Oh, see, I I couldn't do that. I can't like. I need to know like what the order of the album is <laughs> and like how it was meant to be heard. It does like distort your your like uh your it's a, it like, puts you experience. in a different place. It's like right. a bizarro world thing, and it's and some points like. I listen to it so much on like my own sequencing that I forget where it actually was in the original one, which makes it difficult to talk about certain albums in the way Dude, that I'm they like are breaking so- out in hives. Right, <laughs> right? Now, it's, so- it is something that is uh, that can come back to bite you, but it's a fun uh, fun activity that I like to do. We let's definitely do that. I did that with um, I did that with uh, with emotion. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know why. I I don't know why I did, but. I, I must have thought that was like a horribly sequenced album or something, um, which in hindsight, like I love everything about it. It would album. also be like a fun practice to uh, build and sequence our own greatest hits albums for for certain artists. Oh, that'd be a cool little thing. Yo, that's a good. That's the second. That that's probably the best idea that's been had on this very innovative <laughs> episode. Better than questionable headlines. Uh, greatest hits albums, or I guess it's just making a playlist of one artist. But right, yeah, that's yeah, that would be. Uh, I, I'd be down. Um, I'm trying to pour through my notes. Is there are, are there any uh, like thoughts that you have on any song that uh, you haven't gotten out? Um. No, I guess not really. Like I'm still like very much in the process of of, uh, of digesting this album. Mm-hmm. But I will say, I think that if there's one song that has an opportunity or the biggest opportunity to move upwards, mm-hmm. I would say Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince has like a very strong possibility of hitting elite. It's my favorite. It's I, I think it's the best song on the album. And unlike with like 1989 or Reputation. Uh, like when Reputation came out, I thought that Delicate was the best song by far, and I, it it is. Um, but it I wasn't mean, like a single. Like, yeah. but you knew you're like, this is going to be a single, and this is going to be everyone's favorite song on the album. I don't necessarily know if that's the case with um, Miss Americana and the Harper Prince. So. In fact, I'd be I surprised be if it's Summer. even a single at all. I, I I could see Cruel Summer being a single before that. Um, but I would just like overall. That's that's my favorite song, favorite arrangement. Great job, Joel Little. Um, let me see. I think uh, if I, my last thoughts on Cruel Summer is that I like that song, and I think I like it uh, a lot for Taylor, mm-hmm. is because it's it's very clearly about like being the other woman mm-hmm. and like cheating and. I think that's a cool thing for Taylor because she always paints herself as the victim and she kind of sort of does in this song too. Yeah. But like, I like her, I know she did it a lot with reputation, but it was like a very forced effort to be like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm no longer like the good girl. Yeah. But like in this album where it is a lot of back to like the old sort of Taylor roots where it's like, well, I'm just like this, this, uh, 
sort of like innocent girl in love. I, I like that Cruel Summer for her and like for her image. I will say, a lot of Taylor's lyrics, I've realized, like these last few albums, a lot of the songs are like about her being chased. <laughs> like... <laughs> And uh, it was like dawning on me as I was listening on the uh, to the album on my way over here, and I was like, "Who's like chasing Taylor Swift?" <laughs> like we've we were we we get these photos of her being uh, like carried around in a box. Yeah. Remember that? Was that her? Remember? Yeah, because that that was one of Father John Misty's. Uh, it was like a week before he quit social media oh, really? for good, but uh, it was like the box. Remember, it was a big uh, moving box. Yeah. Or it was like, um, I don't know, for like machinery or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. those big boxes <laughs> yeah. are. And it said, it, it was like uh, some place reported like sometimes Taylor Swift uh, has to be transported like this. And it was two dudes carrying a box and Father John Misty quoted it with uh, 100% that's Lambie in there. <laughs> I love it. Which was like the greatest crossover of uh, our our interest, like the, the, the yeah. most like relevant to our interests uh, tweet ever. Father John Misty saying something like rude and Lambie joke. Yeah. Uh, so I also think that um, that over the past couple albums, and I sent out a tweet about this, but over the past couple albums, like Taylor Swift really wants to let it be known that she drinks now. Oh, yeah. She tried to get drunk, but it didn't work. It was one of the... I forget what song she says that on. I don't know. She's like, I tried to... She's like, I got, I there's got like, there's drunk, like, but I didn't forget about you. I'm like, nah. Like, how old are you, Taylor? <laughs> <laughs> like, you didn't... That is absolutely not what happens. You get right. drunk, and then, like, you do, you like, some... like, 1,800 texts. Right. Like, <laughs> you do... You, you, you meet some people, and you, you shuffle around your priorities... And then you're like sitting by yourself, really sad, and you're like, "Now I'm gonna, I, I gotta call Guess them." Who I miss. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, yeah. So there's like a million different over the past album. There's like a million different references to her drinking or being drunk or like, just like I'll make you a drink. Oh, you know what? Sp- speaking of which, the uh, the like um, the the party for the album release. Thing, oh yeah you see the video the, the apartment her and jack antonoff cutting a cake oh yeah i saw that if there is like a like i would love to meet taylor swift love to pick her brain love to have her on the old cast that looked like not because of the people there but just like the vibe that looked like the worst, worst party time ever the worst time they were oh my god like i there was nothing fun about that it was like Taylor and Jack Antonoff sitting at a couch and like four people standing around. And I know that like, Taylor Swift is this big exclusive person right. and it's hard to get close to her and everything. That did not have the vibe of there's only 10 people here because only 10 people were invited. I, I feel like she fucking blew out that invite list and they were like, yo, this looks like a bad time. Well, there was a, there was a, like a music video party or like for all the people that she had. And I think it was in, uh, you need to calm down. Okay. Like his mouth, that was a star studded music. Oh yes. Yeah. And so she had a party for like all the people that were in that video. That looked like a great time. It looked like, like the funnest party uh, of all time. Uh, and she was really drunk at that party Uh, or supposedly really drunk. Did she forget him? Did she? Was she I, able to, I think she was. She texting. tried. I think she was texting. Ah, uh, but she was like very uh, sloppy. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, people who are in star-studded music videos, you know who I find? I don't know when I started following him, but I probably followed him like 
a month ago or something. You know who I'm following these days? Who? On the gram? Who? Is uh, his name Ricky Thompson? Yes. I started following him, too. I love that guy. He's great. He Hilarious. The be- all of his... I would hate to be his neighbor. Oh, yeah. He's oh, well, just I mean, always by, standing by this point, in an he's apartment got his own fucking house. Screaming. <laughs> he's standing in an apartment, looking at a camera, just being like... If you're having a bad day and nothing is going your way, stay your ass indoors. It's okay to have a bad day. Take a breather. And really spend time with yourself. But don't mess around coming out here having an attitude with innocent people, okay? You want to mess around and talk to me with an attitude and your voice has risen. And I think the fuck not, okay? Now I got an attitude and it's not cute. So therefore, if you're having a bad day, Stay away. Chill out. Call your best bitches. But you are not going to have an attitude with innocent people. The fuck is wrong with you? Fix it. Fix it. Thank you. I don't know what he just like his posture and like I also hope that he doesn't live above anybody because he is he's a lot of stomping, stomping. a lot of prancing. Some no, sometimes he's like dipping it low and yeah. stuff. Like I I never know where those videos are going. <laughs> Usually, it's so good. You, I, I usually think like he's got someone in mind, right? I would, I would assume so. Also, uh, I, I don't think that it's like that much of an act because I saw him post a uh, like. Obviously, he's got a persona and stuff, and he probably mm. plays it up. But like, I saw him post a video that somebody else took, yeah, and then like he didn't know that the video was being taken, yeah. And boy, he was very dramatic. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Man, I uh, what a time that guy seems like. I saw someone posted they were like a music festival with him or something. I'm like, I would absolutely love for him to be part of like my music festival crew. Oh yeah, I'd love him for him to be part of any any crew. That guy absolutely rules. Although you wonder when when you see someone who you only know as like like what's Steve Dangle like socially? Because I only know him as a screaming guy, just like. Uh, just he's the only person on the camera and he's doing jump cuts <laughs> yeah. during a rant so i don't know like what he's i don't know like if he shuts up when he's around people i don't know he's, what he's he does quieter have you i don't know i know him. i don't c- couldn't couldn't be me yeah um love him uh so who knows what like what ricky's like socially I think probably closer to closer to what he is on camera. I mean, right? Like that that that's an alpha's alpha. <laughs> <laughs> that is that guy is leading. Like he's not part of any crew. He is the, the crew. crew. Yeah, yeah. You can follow him around if you'd like. Yes, but you better keep up because he's walking fast. <laughs> Shouts out, Ricky. We'll have him on the podcast. There's Great. no way he'd come. No, on. No, absolutely not. He uh, he's. He's a superstar. He's like, how many followers? He's got to have over like over a, million a million followers. Yeah, because he's just tailored for Instagram. So like, I feel like he's definitely got over a million followers. Instagram, I'll tell you, like, it, it doesn't seem that hard to get a million followers on Instagram. Really? Like, I see a lot of people with a million followers that should not have a million followers. How many, I honestly, I could tell you roughly how many Twitter followers I have. I have no idea how many Instagram followers Ricky, I have. Ricky Thompson has 4.4 million Instagram followers. Yo, Let's get him to four point five because that is not enough. <laughs> but that is, but that is so many followers. Four million people. Think about how many people on on Twitter you know with a million followers. Not that many. It's way more of an exclusive club. Four million followers. Like El Prez does not have a million followers, and he has like the most rabid fan base on Twitter or Instagram. On Twitter. 
Okay. I guarantee he probably has uh, over a million on Instagram. Really? It's it's easier to get Instagram followers? I think so, yeah. Interesting. Well, then, Yeah, then, he has 1.5 on Instagram. 1.5 million yes. followers? Yeah. Wow, people using Instagram, huh? It's I think it's inflated, man. Really? Yeah. I've got... I think there are a lot more fake Instagram uh, accounts than fake Twitter accounts. How many followers do you have on Instagram? Like 6,700, somewhere around there. Oh, great. So that's a, that's a d- dinky number, relatively. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I got no followers either. So how come all these other people it's have so tough many to, followers? I feel like it's it's the toughest to build your following on Instagram. Ah. Unless you like really know what you're doing or you have like a, a brand that's very tailored towards Instagram. But... It, it's definitely like the if you are good at Instagram, it's way easier to get more followers than it is on like Twitter. I roll my eyes every time I do anything on Instagram. Like every time Same. I add something to an Instagram story, I'm like, oh, everybody's gonna hate. I'm me. being such a tool right <laughs> yeah. now. And I with Twitter, I don't get that because Twitter is literally the worst place in the world. So there's nothing that you can do to make Twitter worse because it's already Twitter. It's true, it's also already accessible. Right. And also, it's like everything. Like Twitter, it seems like everything has a lot less shelf life. Where, like, you can have just throwaway tweets. Right. It seems like every Instagram post is, like... Oh, that's going to be there forever because people are going to... Because people, <laughs> when they meet you, they f- go through right. all your your posts. Right. Yeah, like, I'm scrolling through my uh, Instagram feed right now. I'm like, I guess they're all mostly fine. But, yeah, you're way, you put way more thought into, like, this has to be good. Right. Um, Instagram stories, though, eh, whatever. I put... I, I took a selfie... Uh, at the Revs game the other day. Oh yeah, I bet that crushed. And what's that? I bet that crushed. It didn't. Why should I? Oh, you look like a little cutie with your hair. Really? Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, no, I got, I got, a, I got a few like you look goods, but fucking picture you, of me. What do you expect? A little cutie uh, with, with a haircut and a Revs jersey and a beer. Like what? A t- what a what a fucking thirst trap. One of my uh, <laughs> one of my friends. I don't I don't know if she listens. I know her husband listens. So. To Hello, to you <laughs> folks, uh, you know who you are. Uh, she was definitely concerned that I went to the Revs game by myself. Really? She, yeah. She was like, "Did uh, did did you find people to go to the Revs game with?" Like I saw I saw the picture, and I was like, I, I I didn't call it out, but I was like, "You definitely think that I went to the <laughs> I wouldn't to put Revs game by myself." You know what? Would you do it? Now I might. Yeah. No, like, why not? Um, I think the Rev's number one brand ambassador boy. I was gonna say go. I, I think that I I could go by myself and like I'd be able to like wave at a couple of people <laughs> yeah. and be like, hey, like, like I, I'll tell you, this isn't to brag. Like I know Bruce Arena. Yeah, I know. Like I, I would see. legitimately say I qualify as like somebody who friend of like, the team. I don't know if we're friends, uh, but like if you went to Bruce Arena and you were like. Hey, you know DJ? He'd be like, "Yeah, I know that guy." <laughs> so, like, that's kind of where I'm at, revs wise, folks. Okay. If you're not in on the uh, the the revs right now, you're crazy. See, I know that you're like, I know that you're not doing it ironically. Like, I know that you're actually in on this. People have finally stopped asking that. By the way, right. there were a lot of, "Are you doing this ironically, folks?" Nobody should do anything ironically. I I, so I know that you're not doing it ironically, but I think that like you're so deep into it that like you could go to a Revs game by yourself and nobody would really question it because it'd be like he's he the Revs are his thing now. He wants to be close to the action. Yes, like what's he gonna do? Watch it <laughs> yes. at home? Yeah, right. Um, so oh, uh, by the way, I mean, are we done with Taylor? Sure. Okay. So uh, for the next ten years, hopefully. <laughs> 
we'll get back to the soccer talk after we're afterwards, but I gotta hit the sponsor. Support for brunch comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. That's what it says in the read. That's what it says in the read. Uh, if you've ever had a, an incident while manscaping where you know things have not gone as, uh, as planned or a little, uh, things have gotten a little dicey, you're not alone. It's a, sure. It's a tough. It's a tough minefield. So uh, you definitely want to get the right tools for uh, for that activity, and that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 is what it's called. It's what it's called. We it. didn't name yeah. it. Uh, the lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't won't nick or snag your nuts. Manscaping. Says that. It's sure you don't have to ask if I'm re, if, 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 if there's, I'm if there's like it, a maybe a questionable thing that that's said during this read. It says it in the read. We don't like to talk about our balls, but it's an important uh, it's an important thing to maintain. So, uh, manscaping. It's not has, the talking about the balls. It's the way. The, it's the, it's, <laughs> it's the, the phrasing. Okay. But go on. Uh, manscaping accidents are a thing of the past because you don't have to use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. I hope you would never do that because that's very gross. Uh, manscape also has the crop preserver an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer you already put deodorant on your armpits so why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body i gotta i gotta say i all due respect to this copy if your balls are the smelliest what is happening right what are are you doing what are you otherwise spraying (laughs) on your on that area I don't know, but I mean, if if that is an issue that you encounter, you should definitely. It's an area that you generally definitely get the ball deodorant because, God bless, it spends its days more protected than any part of your body. Right, and like there is a part of your body in which like legitimate poop comes right. out of there. Right. So, so we're gonna respectfully disagree with the <laughs> yeah. copy. Uh, yeah. So I mean, but if if you have if you have smelly issues. Please get the ball deodorant for everybody involved here. Uh, you can also get 20% and free shipping. Meaning you, your pants, and potentially one other person. Or, like, I don't know what your lifestyle is, but, like, it could be multiple people coming in contact with that. And, God, like, I'm sure it's not if it's a smelliest part of your body. Word gets out. Right. So uh, get, the, get the ball deodorant. Get 20% off. Get free shipping. Do it all with the promo code BRUNCH at manscaped.com. You can always use the right tools for the job, and your balls will thank you. So once again, get 20% off free shipping with the code BRUNCH at manscaped.com. Again, 20% off free shipping, manscaped.com, promo code BRUNCH. Go do it. And that was that read. I knew that uh, this was definitely going to be the most uh, most off—I don't want to say off-brand, but like the most— I wonder, we, I, don't I, wonder, like I wonder what this read is going to look like because right. they sent us a care package. It's a very nice care package. Yeah. It comes with the, the lawnmower, the mm. crop preserver, the plow mm. is one of the uh, things. That, don't love the names, but the products are great. Exactly. Support the company. I, I'm not it crazy makes about me, it makes that me phrasing. It uncom- makes yeah. me uncomfortable with the way that they, they're approaching the business, but I will say – the business is uh, respectable, and I'm glad that I have the product. Yes, that should exist, right? Like those those items should exist. And honestly, the read should just be us doing this, saying like, "Hey, 
fellows, we're not going to do a whole episode about down there maintenance, but uh, it is important that yeah. you so do we, what's best for everybody, blah, blah, blah. We did their copy. Here's our copy. Right. We make fun of the dude who says, I can put down 18 beers or whatever, so we're certainly not going to talk like that with a straight face and be like, hey, that's how we talk. It isn't. But support the company. Uh, it's it's a good time. Uh yeah, those revs, man. Gustavo Bo, watch <laughs> uh, out. It's soccer talk. You uh, wanted to get into EPL. How's I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it, and I'm in no rush. But I'm. Go- I don't know which team to uh, support. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the big that's the big issue that a lot of fans face when they're getting into the English soccer from, as they say, in the states. In the states, right? Because you're not a London boy, right? So it's a uh, it's a little bit of a tougher uh, tougher gamble. You gotta you gotta really like hand select a team. Yeah, and I, I don't think I'm going to do it based on like which team gives me the best feel or whatever. Um, oh, there's just like a lot of variables. Like I know that certain people like certain teams, and I'm taking that into consideration. I've got like a big mental big board of uh, like these friends like this team, these friends like this team. I don't know what any of the teams do. I know that John Henry owns Liverpool and that's not a selling point but it's not like a it's not a liquidating point either that's not the opposite of selling but it's not it's not a buying point either it's not like uh i'm not gonna support them because john henry right who could john henry do whatever you want but people talk like he's like a criminal like (laughs) he's just he owns the red Sox. right whatever right um Um, yeah so uh you haven't made a decision but are you where are you leaning Oh, I'm not even close to Ooh. doing anything. Uh, I just I checked out a game the other day. I watched uh, some of Liverpool and Arsenal. Uh, I'll tell you, I w- I've been told that uh, I- I've been told by soccer people they're like you'd you'd be a Liverpool fan, which I did a little digging on what the hell that could possibly mean. <laughs> uh, Liverpool's the best team right, right now, yeah. So I don't know if that's saying them years. saying like oh like you'd like the Yankees or whatever because I'm I'm not like a I just I do shit for myself whatever yeah. they, just be selfish everybody don't do something to be popular um, I don't yeah I, I have no rhyme or reason to pick any team other than uh, these friends like this team and these yeah like I mean like team. Liverpool has a strong case based on like the people who support them because it's like fights and Katie Nolan who are the coolest people in the world so uh, but they have. You'll never walk alone. Yes, and yeah. if that, I, I can't see myself being on board with that. <laughs> okay, might uh, as well be they, manscaped. Copy. I don't, I don't, I don't like their, uh, I don't like their uniforms either. Um, and for Ooh, me, oh yeah, you get clothes out of this. Yeah, and for me, uh, I just like, I could never pick the like the at the height of the sport. It's tough to get on board at like because it's you're only going down from there. Oh right, right. Now you're gonna. Yeah, like I uh, t- teams that I like, um, I typically I've I've uh, grown affinities for them in dark times. Yeah, like I, same. Like I became a fan of the Chargers when they had Drew Brees, who sucked so badly. Not like two thousand four Drew Brees. I'm talking like two thousand three like, Drew Brees getting benched for Doug Flutie, where like, they were like, like so the Miami hopeless. Dolphins didn't even want him. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like that's so. 
I, I like to get into teams when they're bad, if yeah, that's worth anything. Same. Like I, I like to get into teams that are bad, but like there's a, a possibility that like I'm going to be there for the growth. I'm mm-hmm. gonna be there for the rise. So I chose Arsenal because like they're typically this miserable team that not I don't want to say miserable. They always finish like fourth or fifth. Okay. Like between three and five, which is really disappointing because they're one of like the big clubs. So they're good enough to be competitive, but they they have a perennial like disappointing uh finishes and they they never win i was going to say we could like round up the people that we know who like various teams and have them give their little pitches but i don't know if that's going to make a difference yeah i don't think so like at the end of the day it's just your choice what's like feidelberg or or katie gonna tell me that's gonna make me be like i love liverpool Mm -hmm. like i'm gonna need to feel some connection with liverpool other than like i like the beatles right that's why i think that i that that's a reason i could like liverpool uh arsenal i don't i don't like the sound of it why not i don't know i just i mean they've got great uniforms they're miserable uh and do we want to be on the same do do we want to support the same team i don't know it's me and jeff me and jeff oh jeff has arsenal oh okay me and jeff have a shared experience and like sometimes like at one or two times a year we go to the the arsenal bar in boston we watch at like 10 in the morning i went to an so were we watching arsenal when we went in chicago to the bar to yes. watch a game yeah okay um i have friends who are saying uh tottenham tottenham i think i so if i had to pick a team for you i think i'd pick tottenham oh really like, if it wasn't arsenal because like they are like it just sounds cool uh, yeah and they're competitive but they're not like amazing they've got a great logo and they're just like, why hey, don't you like Blackburn Rovers? Well, they're not in the EPL anymore. Oh, they get, uh, they get relegated. relegated. Ooh, that's the worst thing that can happen in soccer. Yep. Other than, no, that's the worst. Yeah, I was going to say other than like you lose the game, but relegated, you don't even get to play the games. Yeah, you have to play, <laughs> you you go have to play, play against, against the losers. <laughs> right, go, go losers bracket, <laughs> yeah. dork. Uh, what about Manchester United? Sure, uh, but they're like, they're basically the Yankees. So oh, okay. like, you, you don't want to jump on board with the Yankees. Uh, you could do Chelsea. Chelsea is a nice, uh, a nice little competitive squad. They've got some decent unis. They got some really good players. You could do City, but don't do City because I what's City? They're hate just City. called City, Manchester City, oh. United, and City. Okay, I'm looking quickly at jerseys. Um, <laughs> Bournemouth, Bournemouth, yeah. Um, this looks stupid. Uh, Arsenal I, I, does have great. Arsenal's got some great unis. They got a great crest. They got great unis. Oh, crest! Uh, I love a good crest. Revs don't have a crest. That's that's my biggest that's issue tough, with the Revs. Yeah. Only MLS team without a crest. You know who? You know who fucking has some nice uh, MLS uniforms is New York City Football Club and also um, LAFC. Yeah, really. Yeah, yes. So. There are some good. There are some good unis in uh, MLS. I don't hate the Revs unis. It's just uh, the lack of crest is kind of hurting them right now. Uh, ooh, I like. Burnley's home kits look like uh, like seventies Phillies mm-hmm. uniforms. That's yep. pretty cool. Oh, Chelsea's good. I like these, Crystal What's, Palace. Crystal Palace. It's that's a very cool name, right? But uh, but Tottenham is uh, the Hotspurs. That's their team name, which is fucking Everton. so sweet. Mm-hmm. The Spurs, they call them the Spurs, but I like the Hotspurs. Leicester City. Yeah. Uh, this, this this is now just the part of the podcast where. I just EPL teams. I look at a list of EPL teams, say their names, asking Pete, are they indeed an EPL team? Yes. Man City? 
Yep. Yes? Okay. Ooh, Man City's thirds are crazy. Uh, Manchester United. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing Manchester United. Uh, Newca- uh, but I don't like Newcastle. Norwich City? How are they? Uh, I don't even know anything about Nor- Norwich City. I think they're like some of these. I teams, think they're new. Yeah, some of these teams I know. Like if I'm like, hey, you want to go watch the Sheffield United game with me? I can get <laughs> no. fucking punched in the face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. Southampton, Totten- Tottenham. I don't hate Tottenham. What about West Ham? West Ham is is decent. Like, but you're gonna have a tough time finding some some West some West comrades. Ham yeah. Uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers. I have no idea what that. Yo, is. that's it. I did. I'm at the bottom of the. There's 30 teams, 20 teams, 20 teams. All right. Well, I, I definitely didn't go through 20. I don't know. Maybe I did. But well, so that's a check-in for uh, for Deej's decision. Oh yeah. If anybody wants to help sway me, I don't know if any. I don't know what what anybody could say. I. Uh, but I think it's coming. I think I, it, I will finally be uh, a soccer guy. I mean, I already am. Like revs are. Revs are the most important thing in my life right now. They're going to make the not only are they going to make the playoffs, they're going to be a they're going to host in the playoffs. They've gone like half the season without a loss. They're crazy. Bruce Arena, the goat. Um, we saw uh, Ready or Not, which was an explosive movie. Were you ready or not? Um, I mean. I think I was, but man, like something about that movie just popped. <laughs> yeah, it really did. Uh, it was uh, it was a bit messy, but yeah, but it, like it um, it really kind of it popped. Yeah, it did. It it did. Uh, I think that it it delivered. How did it do in the box office? Oh, I don't know. It, I mean, I'm assuming that that movie took like eight dollars to make. Hmm. Or, or maybe not. Maybe it, ex- I don't know, could have exploded in the <laughs> box office. Uh, wow. This movie is doing really well on Rotten Tomatoes. I can't imagine it would do poorly. Because anybody who's going to see that movie is like-minded. With, like, like They, they want to see those kind of crazy-ass, stupid, silly but critics like, black don't. comedies. Oh, critics don't like it? No, I'm saying critics often like don't. Go in being like, well, with oh, the when you said Rotten Tomatoes, I legitimately assumed audience score. No, because I've, I both. so prioritize. Yeah, the, the the tomato meter is actually higher than the audience score. Wow, what it's are we looking at? Eighty eight for the tomato meter, which mm-hmm. is insane, uh, and eighty one for an audience score. Yeah, this this movie was uh, a lot of fun. It's uh, it's it's not it's not perfect. Like I would say, most of the characters are forgettable. And there are a lot of moments where you are, you're like, all right, we, we know this is all building towards something. Just get to it. Mm-hmm. Where it's a movie where uh, a girl gets married and uh, when you get marry into this family, which is like a board game family, you have to play a game at midnight and there's like 30 games you can play. Only one of the games are potentially bad. Like the games are literally like checkers, like board games. And uh, only one of them is bad, and that game is hide-and-seek, and it's the family has until sunrise to kill you, or else something really bad happens to the family. And 
She draws hide and seek, Guess and what? they <laughs> spend the whole night trying to kill her. So, really, the 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 only it's not a complaint, but like the whole time you're like, yo, I know she's going to stay alive <laughs> through the night, and it's going to become like a in the final hour, right. what's going to happen? Kind of like the purge, you know, yeah, where yeah, you're yeah. like, I know these characters you're are just waiting survive. for dawn, basically. <laughs> yes, get me to dawn, and boy, like without spoiling anything, like. It is worth the wait. <laughs> it is worth the wait. You get some crazy stuff. Um, so, by the way, it has a budget of $6 million and it made back half of that in the first two days. So, yeah. uh, I'm assuming that it's going gonna, it's gonna to make money. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a Blumhouse, isn't it? I think no. It's not? No. Ooh, okay. I think. I, I, I could be wrong. I thought I had just looked up whether or not it was Blumhouse. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, like, uh, so for me, it was basically what I thought it was going to be. And mm. I thought that it was rather enjoyable for a popcorn movie yeah and uh more like popcorn (laughs) and it uh it there wasn't a lot of like there was less like death and gore than i expected totally it's not really a horror movie i would say it's a dark comedy more than it is a horror movie like it's not scary it's there are very few jump scares if any right it's um it's very much in like the same world as uh would you rather which is what i was hoping for it's just like some silly ass stuff and uh most importantly like one of my big takeaways one of the best songs I've heard in a movie this year. The oh, song the, the that plays game? when they when she draws like the hide and seek. I don't know. I meant to look up where that's from. If that was a, like an original composition, that song slaps. Yeah, I, I thought that was like really it was good. Like a and it was very creepy. Yeah, uh, hide and seek. Yeah, so I thought that was very uh, that was good. Uh, I liked the cast like. Uh, yeah, I don't some know. of the some of the characters they overdid it a little bit, like the uh, the scary grandmother or scary aunt yes. was was a little overdone. But I liked the uh, the big guy. I thought that he was very funny. Yep, what's he in? I have no idea. There was a lot of like Adrian Brody's in or Adam Brody. Adam, Adam Brody. Brody. Adam Brody. He's from uh, the OC. The OC. Don't I thought he was that. great yeah. in this movie. Uh, yeah, I'd so like to I. see him make a nice little comeback. Uh, I think that he he's awesome and. He, He's probably trying to escape the uh, the Seth Cohen shadow. What's any of that mean? Who's Seth the, Cohen? Is the, his character from the OC? That's what everybody oh. knows him as. Okay, um, but yeah, like the uh, the uh, what uh, 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 bootleg Margot Robbie in the in the lead role. Yep, bootleg was, Margot Robbie slash girl from Crawl. Yeah, I thought that she was she was good. Uh, she yeah, I thought like, she was great. She had some uh, some like very funny lines that that totally delivered. Agree. The the guy in in who played her husband, he was he's he reminds me of somebody, or I've seen him in something before. I don't know what he what it was. I didn't look it up. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, you you want to talk about like a a plain a plain James? <laughs> oh yeah, that he guy. Is, he's not he's not uh, earning any double takes. Right? Yeah, I am. I'm strongly against, oh, how'd that guy get with that girl or how'd that girl get with that guy? But, uh, yeah, she is uh, way more attractive than uh, this guy is. Oh, he plays uh, City. He's in City on a Hill. That's what I recognize him from. Okay. Uh, wondering the whole Andy McDowell situation with this movie. She's in the movie. She's, like, the biggest name in the movie, and she's a pretty minor role. She's got, like, Four scenes, maybe. 
I'm like, was this her choice? Was this like it's not like it's not like Octavia Spencer doing Ma being like, all right, I'm gonna do this crazy weird horror movie, but like I'm gonna own it. Right. This is like she's just in it a little bit, but it's not like a cameo. It's not a leading role. She's like a like a, a minor character. Yeah, she basically. doesn't steal the show. It's yeah. just like a very could have been anybody role. Right. So that was kind of weird. Uh, you might also know her from uh, from uh, Multiplicity or I have not seen it. The Snowman. You've never seen it? No. If this, For we, all that we've you talked explained. about multiplicity? Yeah, you explained it to me. Ah, uh, okay. That's why it feels like I almost watched it. it the other day, but I didn't. Really? Because I feel like I've seen it. It's pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ready or Not, though, definitely worth seeing. Uh, it is... It's so it's so silly and there is the very last line in the movie is like a walk off line and it feels like the entire movie was just what is it written around that one line I don't remember all I remember is that she's uh, ripping a butt at the end and yeah. I'm like yes the police show up and they say what the hell happened here and she says she rips a cigarette and she goes in laws. Oh, yeah. It felt like the entire fucking movie was written just for that one line. Yeah, because the whole family just exploded. Must have been a wonderful place. 